Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and we are looking at episode 2 of Stargirl, entitled Stripe. So just like I did last week, uh, I'm going to go very, very light on the spoilers. I'm, in fact, I'm really going to try to keep it spoiler-free. So if you haven't seen uh, episode 2 of Stargirl yet, don't worry. I'm not really going to spoil anything here, so you could listen first and watch. But I think it's probably better if you watch it first and then listen. So we're really picking up right where we left off last week, which was, you know, I, I, I think this was kind of great about this show is look you know this is uh obviously a new hero in the arrowverse um it's kind of been confirmed online that you know courtney and the gang are really going to be part of the arrowverse in some way shape or form um next next season when there's the big arrowverse crossover i have a really good feeling that star girl and probably the newly formed jsa and stripe and everybody is going to be making an appearance um i mean i think that's pretty clear from from uh what i've been reading and i think what's really great about this show is you know we're getting here really the origin story of a hero that we don't really know not even not even just a hero but really heroes i should say because you know like i said it's really you know it was really strongly hinted at in a lot of the promotional material that uh courtney as stargirl is going to pretty much reform the jsa uh we know that luke wilson's character of pat dugan uh he is in stripe i mean we saw stripe debut last week uh and stripe really kind of comes forward in this episode and really you know the two of them the two of them team up you know not just as hero and sidekick but really as you know stepfather and stepdaughter and you know i think unlike a lot of other arrowverse shows where yeah you know when you when you look at other arrowverse shows you know we do get uh we do get origin stories you know we got green arrows origin and flash's origin and supergirl you know we kind of got her origin i mean you know with with the kryptonian it's a little bit different i mean you know coming from another planet and and landing here i mean we we did kind of get her not even really her origin as supergirl but really more her debut as supergirl and even in batwoman which just finished up you know uh you know i mean we did get her origin but i think you know the difference here you know that i'm noticing is is unlike some of the other ones um you know courtney really she really enjoys being Stargirl. She really enjoys taking on this mantle. I think what I really am enjoying about this show is, you know, and I was kind of talking about this last week with the whole, um, the JSA was really from the Golden Age of Comics, from the 40s, from the 50s. And they're really trying to bring that back here in this show that the JSA and the Injustice Society, even though... I was talking about this last week with the timeline where, you know, the big sort of final battle between the Injustice uh, Society of America and, and the Justice Society, you know, the Injustice Society and, and the JSA took place only 10 years ago. You know, they're really trying to make it out that, uh, you know, that was back in the golden age and, um, you know, the present day is the present day. And even though it's 10 years, you know, the gap seems to be a little bit longer. 
But it kind of has, you know, even though Stargirl is set, you know, now, it really, you know, this series so far really has a pretty good Golden Age feel to it. There are some modern trappings in it, and there is, you know, definitely some kind of modern storytelling to it. It's almost sort of like taking the Golden Age and sprucing it up a bit, but not in an overdone way. I don't know if that really makes sense. I hope it does. Um, I kind of compared the show a bit last week to Riverdale, and I think that aside from all the the drama and some of the kind of silliness that we see in Riverdale, uh, you know, with monsters and, you know, just over-the-top villains, um, I do see a lot of similarities between Stargirl and Riverdale. You know, in Riverdale, based on a comic, you know, Archie Comics from the 50s and, you know, really except for now with Mark Waid's take on Archie where he kind of brings it to the modern day you know Archie Comics has always really kind of held sort of that golden age to it you know no matter what and in Riverdale it still has that golden age feel to it with a bit of a twist you know with updating a lot of things and kind of adding in some other elements you know some gothic storytelling and some kind of like pulp fiction type storytelling Stargirl's kind of doing the same thing the JSA the Injustice Society clearly golden age and you know Stargirl inheriting the cosmic staff you know which is really you know a relic from the golden age Yes, she is bringing it to us today, but she is kind of still keeping that Golden Age feel to it. She inherits the staff, you know, and we still don't get an answer to the question is, you know, was the original Starman, was that her father? We don't really get an answer to it. You know, the only thing we really get, and again, this is a very mild spoiler. The only thing we really do get is Pat kind of finally saying, you know, you never know. The original Starman, he could have been your dad. You know, stranger things have happened. I mean, there has to be a reason why it's Courtney that inherits, you know, the cosmic staff. Because it, it doesn't seem that the cosmic staff would just pass itself on to anybody unless it is kind of like a Green Lantern ring and, and it finds Courtney worthy. And if that is the case, you know, if, if Courtney is not Starman's daughter, if she just happens to be the best candidate to be Stargirl... That's a very golden age thing to me. And and her sort of reaction to getting the staff and to taking on the mantle of Stargirl, it has a very golden age feel to it. Um, she feels that she needs to do this because, again, she is convinced Starman was her father. So she wants revenge for that. She, after, you know, listening to the stories that Pat tells her and as the two of them really bond again as stepdad and stepdaughter and as well as partners uh, in, in, in fighting crime. She hears the story about, you know, the JSA and the Injustice Society and, and what happened with that. And, you know, she wants justice for the JSA. And, you know, there's also, as, as this episode unfolds and, and certain events unfold, she realizes that taking up the mantle of a hero does mean putting your family in danger. And she wants to, you know, so, so it's like three reasons why she wants to be Stargirl, to avenge her supposed father. Uh, to get justice for the JSA and to protect her family, you know, her her new stepbrother and, you know, even Pat as well as her mother. Um, you know, these are very golden age sort of, you know, sort of feelings and a sort of like sentiment, you know, 
you know, mentality, I should say. And, you know, while yes, you know, we have our cell phones and, and, and Instagrams and whatever in the show, you know, Courtney really does come off almost as that sort of classic golden age hero. And I think it's really, really nice, you know, having just finished Batwoman and again, you know, the Bat family comparing, you know, any Bat, Batman, Batgirl, Batwoman to, to a star girl, you know, it is like night and day, uh, you know, the bats tend to be very dark and brooding and, you know, that's really what we got in that show. You know, Arrow of course was the first, you know, CW show in the Arrowverse. And we all know that Oliver Queen was a very dark and brooding character. Uh, you know, even, you know, over, you look at the flash and Supergirl, you know, a lot of stuff they deal with is really, really deep and really, really intense. And yes, you know, some of the original sort of traits and characteristics of those heroes are still there, but they're definitely updated for our times where, and maybe it's because of her age, maybe because, you know, since Courtney is so young, uh, you know, the actress, uh, obviously, I think she's like 20, 22 years old, but she's portraying, I think, a 15 or a 16 year old, you know, maybe it's a bit of that sort of youthful innocence, you know, that she's holding on to that she still has that really kind of, you know, escalates her to like this sort of classic golden age hero and i think that's really what makes this show really really special so some high points some low points in this episode and again there's really going to be if any very very mild spoilers um you know the the action scenes that we get and we do get a few action scenes here i think are are really really well done yeah there's some parts um especially when we see um Courtney flying on on the uh, cosmic staff and when she kind of teams up with Stripe and they fly around a bit yeah you know you could definitely tell it's green screened or photoshopped or, or whatever and but it's TV and it's on a TV budget and I think you know it's still pretty good but a lot of the fight scenes that or, or action scenes that we do see I think they come off really really well aside really from the flying scenes I think the cosmic staff really comes off really, really well in this series. Uh, you know, seeing how Courtney interacts with it, seeing how uh, she fights with it, seeing the powers and abilities that the cosmic staff has. And really, I, I have a feeling that as Courtney learns more and more about it, you know, we're going to learn more and more about it. You know, we did kind of learn not so much the origin of the cosmic staff, you know, because Courtney was asking about it. And Pat does say, you know, hey, you know, it's it wasn't really Starman's to begin with this is who created it. And he kind of says who creates it. I don't want to give any spoilers out because, uh, the name that he gives is, is, is if you're a golden age fan, you would know who it is. And, you know, so really as Courtney is kind of learning more and more about the cosmic staff, you know, so will we, because really, again, the creator of it and Starman himself are really are the only ones who know how it works. Like Pat has admitted, even he doesn't know how it works. So really as Courtney learns about it, we're going to learn about it as well. Last week, I kind of mentioned that there's some kids that Courtney sits with, you know, at the quote unquote loser table, and it's really strongly been hinted at. And I think especially, you know, from watching last week's episode to to this week's episode, I did a little bit of research and I read up a little bit kind of on the backgrounds of the original members of the JSA. And like I said, I really think that they strongly hinted out uh, because even though it seems that the entire JSA was eliminated, they really honed in on key heroes, Starman, of course, and 
Courtney is now Stargirl. Um, but Our Man, Dr. Midnight, and Wildcat. And again, I really, really think that these kids that we see, Courtney, very, very slowly starting to befriend, are going to take over those mantles. And one of the heroes, um, and again, I really don't want to give out spoilers here. I really hope you do watch it. One of the heroes has, uh, you know, his his alias is a very, very specific, not a very specific career, but it's a pretty, you know, it's it's... It's a career that we see one of these kids, their parents have that same career. So there is that kind of tie in there. And again, you have to really watch and kind of see. And, and that's and that's kind of what I like, you know, these little Easter eggs that that we see kind of scattered all throughout the um, all throughout the episode. And I have a feeling in episodes to come, we're going to see the same thing. And really what's good about it is, is, you know, it's not so much very obvious Easter eggs. It's hints at things that, you know, certain names that are mentioned and, you know, certain heroes and certain villains that are mentioned that kind of trigger something where you're like, I really got to dig a little bit deeper on that. And you could do a little search on it to get a little more information. And I think it's really going to enrich it. Now, one thing I did do, you know, in the interim between episodes one and two is I went online and I found um, Stars and Stripe. Uh, you know, the, the, the kind of run of the comics that's really inspiring this TV show. I ordered it up. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, it's two volumes. Volume two, there's a lot of them. It actually just came the other day. I'm still waiting for volume one to come. And I definitely want to, you know, do a dive on that and read that. Uh, I will probably... You know what? I might I might just start reading it and and kind of see and see you know how that story and how what we see here on the TV show kind of how they relate, and I mean I think I think Stars and Stripe was really more of something that inspired this TV show. I don't think it's going to be like a page for page copying of it. So I mean I think that'll be pretty good. I mean overall I think the, you know this episode was was really well done. Um, some of the low points. Okay, I mean, I know, or I think, you know, we all know at this point that, uh, you know, Courtney and the new JSA that she will eventually form and Stripe as well are going to confront uh, the Injustice Society and potentially uh, a new Injustice Society because we see some of the members of the Justice, uh, of the Injustice Society do have children. So, you know, it could kind of be Courtney and, and the new JSA taking on uh, almost like a double-stacked version of the Injustice Society. Um, but like I said, clearly, you know, the showdown is going to come. Uh, Brainwave. You know, we saw Brainwave last week. He's kind of the first villain, the first member of the Injustice Society that we do see. Uh, kind of not really liking him. And I mean, I'm not saying that because, oh, he's a bad guy and I don't like him. Um, just really the way they depict him. And I mean, I don't really know much about him from the comics, so I can't really kind of make a comparison. It just seems like, uh, you know, this version of Brainwave is just somebody that likes to really glare a lot. And, um, I mean, I get it. He has psychic and telekinetic abilities, but I think he could kind of, he could kind of emote, he can kind of express himself a little bit better instead of just really just staring. Um, it just, there's a couple of scenes, especially in the high school when he's trying to figure out who Stargirl is and he's kind of going around and of course he knows that it's a young girl. 
to kind of see, you know, this actor just kind of glowering and glaring at young girl. It's just, it really didn't come off too good. And I, and, you know, I kind of hope that going forward, they, they do a little bit more with that, but uh, we do get introduced to a couple other members of the injustice society and they definitely seem very, very interesting. And, you know, like I said, you, you know, usually what happens with a series like this is first episode comes out we get introduced and we get introduced to the world and we get introduced to characters and it's really really cool and then you know sometimes these shows have a habit of just really kind of dropping off after that we're definitely not dropping off if anything i think we're definitely going in the right direction and you know definitely so far so good with this with this series and i'm definitely looking forward to the next episode and we'll see where it goes from there. Guys, thanks for listening. Do me a favor. Head on over to Instagram. Stuff you don't need to know is there. I post pictures about the content that I talk about. This is Jay, and I'll talk to you guys later. So, you remember when you were young and you wanted to set the world on fire. So, Team.